Oh, hey, you're back. I am. Welcome back. Yeah, well, we missed you last week. Uh, looks like you've been uh, missing a little bit. I wouldn't say I missed it, Bob. <laughs> I mean, of course I've missed it. Of course you have. Welcome back. Thank you so Just much my for being here. Office space and your cland clandestine trips that you take. <laughs> well, if you ever have felt that your career is being held back by some mysterious force, kind of like a force field or some sort of magic, perhaps, Right, something similar to what happened in Westview, New Jersey. In Westview, New Jersey. What could possibly mm. happen there? <laughs> well, if you've ever felt that you're trying to get ahead, you're trying to get the next job, the promotion, uh, you have all the credentials, etc., but you just can't get that next bit, well, this show is going to be for you. We look forward to helping explain a couple of great strategies that you can take to break through the barrier and get over to the other side. Hi, everyone. I'm Javier. And I'm Karen. And together we are the, the Gov Geeks. Geeks. Thank you so much for joining us today. We get together every Thursday to talk a little bit about how to get in and get ahead in government with our wonderful show, Level Up Your 9 to 5 on 95 Gov Geeks Assemble. Okay, so what are we talking about this week, Karen? Today we're talking about how to deal with things that are holding your career back. Exactly. You mean like someone actually like using like a lasso of truth and just holding a person, keeping them still? I'm thinking it more of a Wanda Maximoff keeping everybody out of her perfect <laughs> her town. Perfect town, exactly. Sorry, no spoilers. No spoilers here. <laughs> But yeah, totally. I mean, especially if you feel like you've done everything that you need to do. You've had the, the right time, number of years experience working in the job. You have the right degrees, the right certifications. But yet somehow there is still something that's keeping you from getting that next job or even getting the promotion. Well, while we can't answer all of the issues, like in one division, what we can do at least is to help you kind of piece through some strategies to help you move through in your career. So what's the first thing that we can offer folks? So the first one is the danger of limiting beliefs. Oh, yes. Limiting beliefs. Those, those are huge things. Where basically it's like this thought that you believe is true, and yet it is holding you back from being able to move forward. Like, you know, in order to get this promotion, I just have to get that third master's degree. Yeah. Right. Which is a limiting belief. That you is believe totally that. a limiting belief. <laughs> You believe that to be true, and in that way, it is limiting you from moving forward. Yeah, but you know, honestly, a lot of times when we're talking with our clients, that's just the the idea or the assumption. I mean, we're used to going to school and graduating, then going getting the next degree and graduating, and then all of a sudden being qualified for a position. Well, just because we have all of the qualifications, that doesn't necessarily mean that we get the job. And a lot of times people get the jobs without necessarily having all of the qualifications. So this limiting belief that you are holding yourself back because you don't have enough of one specific thing is certainly something. Um, I, I guess like within reason, right? Like I, I cannot say that I have a limiting belief that I'm going to be the starting quarterback for uh, the National Football League. <laughs> it's just not going to happen for me. <laughs> Well, that right there is a limiting belief because you just never know. Exactly. You just never know. There, there might be a situation or an issue. Well, Karen, how do you tackle 
whether or not you find a limiting belief belief to be something that's true or something that is, well, not so true. Well, you test it. You test to see if it is something that has been proven that you have indeed tried to be part of the National Football League and were unsuccessful, then that's one thing. Right. But if you haven't even taken the opportunity to try something, then that could be a limiting belief because you're letting it hold you back from even trying. Exactly. Absolutely. So, I mean, ask yourself honestly, well, have you tried? What is it that you're doing that perhaps you could change to allow yourself to really get that position? Can you try or take the opportunity? I think another thing is to look at a gap analysis. For instance, if you look at all of the individuals that are in a position similar to the one that you want to get, and you just put together a list, all right, what is it that they have in terms of experiences, qualifications, et cetera? You can look at their bios, for instance, and then look at yourself and think, do I have those similar credentials? And if you do, then yeah, there you go. You, you've certainly got all of that. Right. Or it's just a matter of fact of having those conversations. I know that I've reached out to people who are in a certain field because I wanted to get into that. And I had the limiting belief that I had to have a specific type of degree in mm -hmm. order to get into that type of position. And after speaking with the person, I learned, nope, that is not the case at all. So it was very exciting news for me because that limiting belief was ultimately crushed, right. which is great. That's great. And so I could focus on the reality of being able to get into that type of work. I mean, think about how many careers out there could have been if an individual would have thought it possible for them to uh, accomplish something rather than just assuming that it's not and then not even trying. Yeah. So those are three great ways to really address a limiting belief. Uh, first, ask yourself, I mean, what more aren't you doing compared to what others are, are doing around you? Uh, second is a gap analysis, trying to find patterns of what you see around you and asking yourself fully, well, do you have what's there? And then the last one is just really having conversations with people that are in these areas, really informed opinions rather than just a belief or an assumption. So you're going very meta on me where you're having strategies for one of the strategies. Yeah, is that what you're I, doing? I guess I am. Okay. Well, you, you have such great ideas. I just want to make sure we get them all captured. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the show. It's a wrap. Well, just in case, let's let's talk about a, a couple more things. You know, I, I just want to say really quick, though, about limiting beliefs. You know, they, they could have been there initially to really kind of help you or keep you safe. Um, maybe there was something that you had gotten when you were uh, younger. For instance, uh, my parents really cared about me uh, and they didn't want to see me get hurt. So they always told me, you know, maybe you shouldn't go out for sports. You're, you're going to get hurt. We want to keep you safe. Why don't you try these other things? You could get injured. And then in the back of my mind, I always thought I shouldn't do these things because I can get hurt. And I just carried that belief on and on. And then now that I'm older, you know, gosh, you know, what if what I would have What could you have been? What could I have been? The Javi Lopez of baseball. Exactly. I could have been the Javi Lopez of baseball as opposed to the other Javi Lopez of baseball, <laughs> which that guy was phenomenal, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we both had the same name, so we possibly could have been. That would right. have been cool. Just Different limiting beliefs. Different limiting beliefs. So ask yourself, really, what limiting beliefs are you still holding on to that's really holding you back? All right, so that's the first one. Uh, what's the next one? So the next one is gremlins exist beyond the movies. Yes. Oh, gosh, the little gremlins. If you have that little voice inside of your head that says, you're not good enough, you can't do this, 
You're only going to fail. Why do you even want to try? That gremlin is there to keep you from doing something that perhaps could fail or something that could hurt you. Um, but that gremlin can also hold you back, right? Right. So yeah. I guess not quite the mogwai type of gremlin, but more the spike version. Exactly. The evil <laughs> the type evil gremlin. <laughs> That's just there to kind of you say, can't you can't do this. <laughs> don't apply for this when you're not qualified enough. You don't have enough degrees or you don't have enough experience or, you know, you don't have, you don't have, you don't have. Right. If you try, you're going to fail. So you Why might as bother? well not even try. Exactly. That, that's kind of like what the gremlin is doing that lives inside of your head. And I love the idea about the inner magwai uh, as well, because, you know, you have a cute little happy version of the gremlin that's like saying, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, very sweet and cuddly and makes you feel good. And then you have the other that is not so pleasing. Yeah. I mean, think about like the, the gremlin could be there to kind of keep you safe. For instance, um, when you're walking outside and you're like, yeah, I can run and catch that bus. I can dodge the traffic. Probably not. Maybe that's not such a great idea. But when you allow the gremlin to control everything in your career, in your growth, well, that's how things can kind of begin to stagnate. So mm -hmm. how many times has that little voice stopped you from doing something that you really want to do? How do you crush your gremlins? How do I crush my gremlins? Feeding them after midnight. <laughs> Isn't that how everybody does it? Yeah. I mean, you, you can ask yourself a little question, like, why is it that I believe this? Or I hear and understand this voice, but why should I listen to it? Why is it a concern? Right. Or I like to prove my gremlins wrong most of the time. Yeah, you it's, do. It's, it's really myself getting in my own way, right? That's what right. these gremlins are. Right. So by hearing them say, you can't do that, you can't do that, this is not for you, I kind of go through and at one level, I'm like, all right, yeah, I can't do this anymore. And on the other hand, I'm like, no, but you can't tell me what I can't do. So right. then I try to prove them wrong, which sometimes can be a good strategy and sometimes a not so good strategy. But that's usually how I tend to deal with them. And it's also part of the growth process, because, I mean, how could you know unless you tried? Yeah, I think there's a lot of great things out there that could have been had an individual really tried or had the courage to want to try that apprehension destroys so many things than failure ever has. At least a person tried. But be safe. <laughs> don't, don't go running in traffic. <laughs> okay, what's the next one? The next one is false assumptions crush the possible. Oh, yes. A false assumption. So this idea that you think that something is true, but it is not true. And this is different than like a gremlin or a limiting belief. You know, a gremlin is going to be the one that says, you can't do this. You're not worthy enough. You're not qualified enough. And doesn't have anything that's like proven. Exactly. A limiting belief is going to be this idea that, you know, there's, you know, you, you have this opportunity to do something, but yet uh, you really shouldn't take advantage of it because you don't have enough of what is necessary. But a false assumption could also be about the environment. For instance, I want to uh, submit my application but, you know, I, I'm going to assume that the person isn't going to think I'm qualified. They're, they're going to look at my resume and my application or my qualifications or where I got my degree from and say that I'm not qualified. That, that is an assumption that is incorrect. So what is the difference between the assumption and the limiting beliefs? I think the assumption is what you assume for this, uh, this environment that you're in, what is outside of yourself. A limiting belief is really just, you know. Internally. Uh, yes, absolutely. Like you, you can't do something or you shouldn't do something. When a, a parent says, you know, you're not good at this, you should try that. And then you just continue to believe it. 
and then it stays with you. The assumption could be something like, well, you know, gosh, I just assumed that the other person wouldn't even consider me. For instance, there at one time was a false assumption that if I had taken the opportunity to speak with you when we were dating or even before then we were dating, gosh, there's no way she's going to take the time to chat with me. I mean, she's like such on this pedestal. How can I even possibly have a chance? I assume that she is going to be so great for me uh, and so much better that you know, I shouldn't even try. So assumptions could be something that we assume that another individual could take or an environment could take. For instance, like when I first saw you at a wonderful party, I could have had the false assumption that she is so awesome. She is so wonderful. There's just no way that she's going to want to talk to me. That is my assumption about her, about this environment. Instead of the the one that you did have where you pretty much knew you would be able to strike up a conversation. Well, you have that go. confidence. Having that confidence or at least trying because what if she would have said yes and the first date and the second date and here we are 20 plus years later. Here we are. Yay. <laughs> well, why can't it be the same for your careers and for, for your growth opportunities? I mean, put in the application. The worst that they can do is say no. Reach out to people to try to have conversations to build your network and try to establish a good understanding about who the hiring managers are. Try, you, you, you might not uh, fail. <laughs> Don't let those assumptions uh, hurt you. Well, yeah, and right. I think it's interesting how you would say that they crush what's possible. Yeah. Because you're assuming something, so you don't put in that application, which doesn't even give you a chance to try for it. Right. And the possibilities are gone. Oh, you know, the uh, announcement, uh, the job closes in a week. I'm going to assume that they've already picked the person that they need. So why do I even bother applying? A false assumption. Or a correct assumption, but still doesn't mean that there's not that possibility. That there's not that it's possibility. It's still an assumption nonetheless. Exactly. So challenge those assumptions. Um, you don't have to believe every thought that you have. You can take the opportunity to evaluate what that is and make the determination and the judgment to give it a shot anyways. Yeah. So the moral of this is do instead of do not, right? You know, you said it so much better, do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, Karen, so what's the fourth one? So the fourth one is to have a growth mindset. Have a growth mindset. Yes, those are absolutely very important. It's not just saying like, you know, all right, I failed. I'm gonna continue to fail. Why should I even have to bother trying a little bit more? But if you have a growth mindset, you can ask, well, what did I learn about the experience? What can I take away from this one? There's even the concept that uh, I learned when I was in consulting of failing faster. The more quickly you fail at something, the easier it is for you to learn what had happened. Make adjustments, try again. Yeah, yeah fail faster. So uh, how do you manage your growth mindset? I think it's a lot of what you mentioned is a lot of times I have to take a pause and circle back. I think we've had that one before. Pause, circle back. Absolutely. All right. Take that pause because it is frustrating, especially when you're, you feel as though you're constantly failing or you're, you're not doing something right. And you're sitting there and going through a hard time at work or anything else. And it's really hard in that moment to think of it as a growth opportunity or right. to have that growth mindset. So it's important to first acknowledge it. Acknowledge. Absolutely. Right. And sometimes Sometimes I tell my team to uh, embrace the suck, which 
you don't want to be in that mode all the time, but sometimes you have to, and then move on. Mm -hmm. Well, failure is a fantastic teacher. What, what can you learn from success if you're always succeeding on something, you're always getting everything perfect. There's, there's no room to grow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it is making sure that you acknowledge it so that you recognize it. You take a moment, reflect on it. And there has to be some aspect of growth. Through right. It. What can I learn from this? What can I take away from this? What is this situation trying to teach me? What can I do differently next time? How has this changed how I view my opportunities? Mm -hmm. Very powerful questions. And, and these are self-coaching questions that you can ask yourself as you continue to move through your career and you allow others around you to learn and grow as well. So, I mean, if you're in a leadership position and you're speaking to someone about a challenge or an issue that they've encountered, well, take the coaching mindset. This is an absolutely fantastic opportunity because if they're not trying and failing, then they're not learning. And if they're not learning, then the organization isn't growing. And that could be very challenging, especially in the public sector where we're trying to do the best for the public, but it continues to be behind other sectors if it's not learning, growing, developing in a way that it could be. Right. And it's very challenging just to fail in, I mean, in any position. But I know for the public sector, it just it is challenging because sometimes you have you know, lives at stake or, right. you know, so it's, it's definitely very difficult to have that mentality, but again, mistakes will happen and you have to learn from them and figure out how to not let them happen again. Exactly. So what are the four different areas that we went over today? So today we talked about, again, how to remove what's holding your career back. Exactly. So some things to keep in mind are the danger of limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. Gremlins exist beyond the movies. Uh, absolutely. That little voice that's inside your head that's saying you can't do something, you shouldn't do something, mm -hmm. you're not good enough. Right. False assumptions. And, and a false assumption is the environment. You, you think that an, an employer is going to say no automatically, so why even try? Right. And then having a growth mindset. Yes. What can you learn from the issues that you've experienced? How can you apply these to be successful the next time? Definitely. Uh, I'm curious from your perspective, what of all of those four areas was your favorite one? My favorite one? Favorite mm -hmm. one to talk about or experience or? Oh, gosh, it's such <laughs> a great, great question. It's all up to you. I would say having a growth mindset because that took some time because I don't know if you're familiar with me, but um, I enjoy trying to do a very good job. And um, oftentimes I that is something that gets in my own way because I try to do things, um, I guess, too hard and fast. And sometimes it, it causes uh, stress. So yeah. I've had to learn how to have that growth mindset to learn that sometimes challenges are growth opportunities uh, in disguise. Yes, they definitely But you are. have to go through them. But you have to, because that's how you internalize the lesson. It's not like you've just memorized a fact on a piece of paper. This is your career. I mean, this is things that are really meaningful for you. So how do you take what you've experienced in a way that allows you to grow from whatever challenge, setback, trauma, et cetera, that you've experienced? Those are very challenging. And you never know what struggles others are going through. I think we're all people and we talk about the human factor a lot. Mm -hmm. Everyone is going through something. Everyone is human. 
So you just, again, you never know the different struggles that people that you're working with are going through. And it's important to keep that in mind as you're going through your struggles. Right. But when you compile all of these together, you have a better approach to how you can move your career forward. Because really, I mean, shouldn't you feel that you have a degree of comfort about where your career is going, that you deserve that next opportunity and really where you want to take your career as a next step or a change? I mean, certainly that that's the best thing for all of us. It's not like we're just trying to continue to live in that one same moment of stagnation. Um, really, you have the opportunity to continue to grow and evolve in your career. So you might as well take it. I, I enjoy having these conversations with you. <laughs> okay, so uh, now before we move on to questions from the Gov Geekdom, our questions and answers session, I uh, just want to briefly say, please feel free to come on out to the govgeeks.com uh, to submit any questions that you might have for us to, to talk about or discuss on the show. Also, feel free to sign up for our GovGeekdom community, uh, where you actually have the opportunity to get a free course on resume writing. There's templates, links from USA Jobs and OPM and other sites that are very helpful, templates to write your resume, as well as a great mini course that we have established there for you as well. Okay, so question: uh, these questions, Karen, I think come from some of the other presentations that we've had over the past two weeks. Um, what's the first one? First one is, how do I know I'll like the new job? Oh, gosh, what a great question. I guess the short answer is you don't. You don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, knowing for sure 100%, that's really challenging. Yeah. I mean, I, I've experienced positions where I thought that I knew what I was going to experience going into the job, and then really it wasn't the same thing. Um, I think one of the best things that you can do is to know everyone uh, in that position or in that area as much as you can ahead of time. And that's really where your network comes into play. Um, were you able to have conversations with people that work with the hiring manager? Uh, were you able to see work products that the organization is able to uh, you know, churn out or release? Um, if you can envision, well, what experiences you may have had in the past that would allow you to really thrive in that type of environment. And then honestly asking a deeper question, would you even really get, a, get along with the people that are there? I mean, would you be happy to have lunch with them? Because um, <laughs> you're going to spend so much time with them. <laughs> you might as well just really enjoy uh, knowing uh, what you're walking into ahead of time. Yeah, which is sometimes difficult. But the other thing is to just be honest with, with yourself once you're in the position. Give yourself some time. And if, you know, I don't know, a few months pass and still you're not getting any improvement, then it's it might be. Time to start thinking about the next steps. Yeah, absolutely. You can also think to yourself really well, um, the work that you care passionately about, is that the work that you're going to be doing in that job? So as part of the interview process and as part of the networking, you get to ask those sorts of questions. Uh, I'm really passionate about this. Is this uh, an option that would be good for me uh, here in this, this area? Or uh, I'm really excited about working on these sorts of projects. And I understand that this is what is involved with the position. How does that work <laughs> uh, in, in this organization? How do we go about moving uh, to accomplish those goals together? Um, you can even ask open-ended questions to the potential hiring manager and ask them, you know, how do you measure success? What do you value in an individual that you work with? How do you know that an individual has successfully accomplished a task? 
And then based upon their feedback, you can get a good sense of, well, is that an environment that I would like to be a part of? Uh, are, are those experiences that I would like to have or that I share as really positive feelings? You may even be able to ask yourself a deeper question, like of the experiences that I've had in the past, which ones that I feel really excited about? What are the jobs or the actions or the activities that were just really fantastic for me? And then use those experiences to really connect with the hiring manager to say, you know, I enjoy working like this, or I understand that this is the best way that I function. Uh, is this something that would work well in the organization? Or how do you see that as a, as a value or a benefit? Right. And not only during interviews or anything like that, but even just regular performance reviews. Right. It's important to ask those same questions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if the other person sitting on the other side of the table has the pen and the piece of paper and they're determining whatever you're going to get for your performance rating, uh, maybe you should you know, understand, well, what's the criteria? How are you being evaluated? What is good? What is not good? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then also at the end of the day, I'd say, if you know that you're going to be doing work that you love, well, that, that's at least something that you can feel positive about knowing. So you may not necessarily love the environment, but if you know that you love the work, that's something that you can really focus on. Cool. All right. Well, what's the next question? So the next one is, how do bonuses work in the government? How do bonuses work? Well, how do your bonuses work, Karen? You get 80% uh, bonuses every year. <laughs> no, it's very performance driven. Mm -hmm. And it's usually based on if I worked on a specific project or something like that. But um, I wouldn't say you don't want to, I don't know, bank on bonuses every year within right. the government. That's yeah. not something that, um, you know, we we really strive for it's it's all about the public trust the public work and you know it is taxpayer dollars that are paying our salaries exactly yeah public funds are a public trust uh, and i think also it depends on what the budget looks like for the organization so they may recognize that at certain periods they have more or less dollars available and then they're able to divide that out to say well if you are at this higher level you get this percentage you're at this medium level, you get this percentage, or you get this amount of time off um, as an, uh, an award and a thank you for the, the work and the service that you've had. I think one of the bigger things, though, is if you really enjoy what it is that you're doing and you're passionate about the work, the benefit and the value is to get more of what you really care about. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like one of the things I've heard before is, you know, the congratulations for good work is more work. <laughs> But I mean, if the work that you're doing is something that drives you and you're able to find the position through your networking, through your resume planning and uh, through coaching services that allow you to find what is the best opportunity possible, well then, yeah, there you go. Those are the things to really kind of take advantage of because the more work you get, the happier you're, uh, you can be doing that stuff because you actually enjoy it. Right. Well, there you go. So uh, that is another wonderful opportunity that we've had to chat with you guys a little bit. This has been GovGeeks Assemble. Level up your nine to five on 95. We appreciate you joining us. Please come out and visit us at thegovgeeks.com. Um, but Karen, what are your closing thoughts on the subject? Don't let your limiting beliefs or assumptions define you or your career. You are the individual who has the say in how you progress. So just don't forget that and be patient with yourself, just as you should be patient with others. That's good. Yes, you're in charge of your own career. 
Thank you so much. Charge of your own destiny. <laughs> yeah, ooh, it's even better. <laughs> Every time I think I have something that's great, she just makes it better. <laughs> Thank you all so much. We'll see you next time. Thank you.